This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We welcome Joe Delera from NBA Bet right now on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. Joe, how are you doing tonight, man? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Thanks so much for joining us. So we're talking right now. We got Warriors Suns begins in about 48 minutes. A rare occasion where you're going to get the Warriors as dogs, plus one and a half. The total, 227 and a half. Any player props, side, or total in this game for you tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think I lean the Suns, honestly, on the game as a whole, but I'm on Andrew Wiggins over 16 and a half uh, points. And I also, I have three plays on this game, actually. I've got Wiseman over six and a half rebounds and assists and DeAndre Ayton over 16 and a half points. So a lot of action. This should be a pretty fun game. Uh, the Suns should be, you know, pretty motivated to kind of prove that they weren't, you know, as bad as they looked against the Mavs in the, you know, in the, in the playoffs last year. Joe, the Blazers, Spurs, and Jazz are three of the top four teams in the West right now, just like we all predicted to start the season, right? They're all <laughs> off to some hot starts. Are you going to keep backing these teams here over the next couple days, maybe week, while they are hot, or are you looking to fade them? Because I'm looking at like Portland tomorrow. They're favored at home against Miami. Utah's laying five and a half at home against Houston. So clearly there's been a little adjustment here from the books. Are you going to look to fade these teams here the next couple days? The Blazers, I'm a little skeptical about fading because I think the big concern with Portland was how healthy Dame was last year. And, you know, he's coming out. He's got pretty good rapport with Anthony Simons. That offense, if they're really going to be churning, that offense is going to be good. So I'm a little skeptical skeptical about fading them. But for Utah, look, they've got a couple of guys between like Laurie Marketing, Colin Sexton, Mike Conley that – they, they are putting up some fight here, but I, I, I think that they might be a team that I'm looking to back, you know, maybe Houston in that spot at, at a plus number. What are your thoughts on the Minnesota Timberwolves as a whole and what you would do terms of, in terms of betting them on a night-to-night basis? So I think with Minnesota, um, the big thing is obviously getting Rudy Gobert from the Utah Jazz. And I think that one of the things with that is he's going to anchor that defense. Like, they're going to be really good. But part of the problem is those defensive schemes, they take time and defense is a lot of its chemistry. So they lose Pat Beverly, who's that like defensive ener- engine, energy, energy guy and, you know, director. And then now you have this team that's trying to run a bunch, a bunch of like different defensive schemes between playing drop with Rudy Gobert, having Carl Anthony Towns playing like up at the level and trying to switch. So it's a little complicated. And I think their defense is going to suffer, at least in the immediate. So I think that maybe some team total overs for their opponents might be a good play uh, as they try to adjust and figure out what they need to do defensively to to really succeed. How how long would you uh, you know do that for? Like, are you waiting until you know the the thirty game in sort of mark, or are you just kind of playing it by what you see in terms of whether they're gelling? Yeah, it's going to be a little bit about like what I'm seeing, but I think I'll try to reassess maybe at like the you know the 
the 15 game mark because that's about 20 percent through the season so we'll have an idea of you know how that team's looking how that defense is actually kind of shaping up uh but i think right for now there's a lot of things that they aren't comfortable with and we can really see that especially with towns uh he's being asked to play a different position and really a different role on that team so i i think that it's a good spot to target especially right now um and we just saw san antonio beat them and they're not supposed to be good at all Joe, it's early in the season, but any concerns with Philadelphia in the East? They're one and three, or Miami at one and three? Uh, a little bit less with Philly. Um, the main thing that I was concerned about is they were saying that all of a sudden Joel Embiid was dealing with a plantar fascia injury over the offseason and kind of came in out of shape. So it's a little concerning, at least in the immediate, but I'm not as concerned long term as long as it's not like a lasting issue and he just kind of needs to play himself into shape. I think that that team's going to be really good and he's going to be at least a regular season juggernaut. But with Miami, I kind of felt like they were playing above their head last year and, you know, the coaching is excellent. But, it, you know, I struggle to see them being a top seed in the East again, but they keep proving us wrong. So uh, I guess we'll have to see. Joe, we talked about MVP earlier in the show and who we like to win the award right now. Tristan and I are both liking John Morant a lot. He is the fourth shortest odds. Luke is the favorite. Who's your pick to win MVP this season? MVP's tough. I mean, Jaw's just so he's so electric and he's starting to do, I feel like, more with the basketball, and especially because Memphis, you know, we're, they're missing a lot of guys. It's good narrative, but Luca's usage rate is just through the roof. And I think the season that he's going to wind up putting together is going to just be absolutely incredible one guy that i am eyeing though is honestly it's Giannis, and a big part of that is the fact that middleton's gonna is out i feel like they don't have the same pieces that they've had before uh they're they're kind of dealing with a bunch of injuries and they don't he was right in the voting again last year he usually stays healthy and I think that the number that you're getting on him, uh, you know, around like eight to one, nine to one is, is pretty good for, for Giannis is a guy that's always going to be in the conversation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What about Rookie of the Year? Because we were talking about that as well. Uh, obviously, Paolo has the shortest odds, putting up 20 a night. But, you know, they're not on nationally, nationally televised games very often. And the offense looks a little discombobulated in terms of how they're going to use them. Keegan Murray obviously kind of came in a little bit later because he had COVID. And then Ben Matherin is still, you know, playing off the bench. Out of those two, not Paolo, so Keegan Murray and Ben Matherin, who would you pick for Rookie of the Year? Um, I like Matherin a lot, and a lot of it's tied to the fact that I've been really big on Tyrese Halliburton and his development over the offseason and like what I expected to see from him. I guess the question with the Pacers is really, are they going to tank-tank for Wembenyana and Scoot Henderson? But the numbers Matherin is putting up with like 20 point, 22 points a game, like five rebounds, he's banging threes, he's got good percentages that's going to be really tough to look away from because he's really an engine on that Pacers offense along with Halliburton. So I like that. I think that with Murray, as much as I like him, 
he's just always going to be playing a little bit of second fiddle to De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis there. So I, I struggle to see him getting enough stats, I think, to really get there. What do you think ends up happening with the Lakers? Obviously, they're terrible. Uh, they're not looking really good right now. They have to get rid of Russell Westbrook, but the problem is, where's he going? Who, who, what's, what's the market for Russ right now at this stage of his career? What do you think ends up happening with them? Just another missed opportunity at the playoffs and LeBron and AD sitting at home? I, yeah, I mean, it's really tough. I, I think they really, they obviously need to get rid of Westbrook, and they're saying now he's dealing with like a hamstring injury from the preseason, but I, I don't know how much I buy that. The one thing that I do think is interesting is I was running the numbers actually a little bit earlier today, and it's, it's like a really small sample size, like only about 40 possessions. But when Westbrook's off the court and LeBron and AD are on, they're a plus 13 per 100 possessions. So I think that that's still something that they can work with because they're obviously two incredible players so i think that there's going to be some market maybe the hornets could emerge as a team that like wants to tank and try to use their pick to get a guy like victor Wembanyama or scoot henderson to pair with Lamelo. uh maybe get some guys like terry rozier pj washington and kelly Oubre, all of which you know can kind of contribute to this lakers team so i mean it's either there or the talk has always been indiana for buddy healed and miles turner but that trade just has never seemed to want to happen. Joe, tomorrow we have Bucks facing the Nets. Milwaukee three and a half point favorites at home. The over under two thirty three and a half. There's a good chance we maybe see this matchup in the postseason. We saw it a couple years ago. Your thoughts though on the game tomorrow? Would you take Milwaukee minus three and a half, or would you take Brooklyn plus three and a half? Uh, I I lean Milwaukee here at the three and a half. Um, I think that. Milwaukee's got a ton of time off. It's, it's actually, I kind of was thinking about it and I was like, when was the last time they played? So they've got a lot of time to watch some film, catch a couple more games of Brooklyn and how they're playing. And I still like the matchup. I, I don't think that they have anybody that can really deal with Giannis. Whereas Giannis is a guy that can kind of cover uh, a variety of their players, whether it's Simmons, whether it's Durant, whether it's Irving. Um, so I like this spot for Milwaukee. And a, and a prop that I'm looking at is Grayson Allen over 11 and a half points. Uh, it's actually out on DraftKings right now. Uh, I think MGM, you guys will probably have it out too. Uh, but that's a prop that I'm looking at. I think it's a good spot. He's been averaging like 18 or 17 or 18 points in his games without Chris Middleton with the Bucks over the past two seasons. Yeah, let's stick with the prop market. We've been talking about that a little bit so far this season. There's been some really underrated players, I guess, flying under the radar, like, say, for example, Trey Murphy tonight, just absolutely balling, especially without yeah. uh, B.I. in the game and Zion in the game. And then you've got, like, Christian Wood, who looks like he looks, might be a six-man of the year. Trey Jones for uh, San Antonio as well, now standing in for DeJounte Murray after the trade. So who are some of the the player props that you've been identifying where you just feel like Vegas is really off? So I actually was all over Trey Murphy tonight. Uh, I tweeted it out. So if you're following me, that's a way to get that. But uh, tomorrow, one of the spots that I'm looking at is uh, Alperin Sengun is out for the Rockets tomorrow. And uh, the guy that slid into the starting lineup, or he didn't even slide into the starting lineup, he wound up coming on off the bench was a guy named Tari Eason. Yep. And he played very well last night, uh, and he's going to get that opportunity, I'd imagine, again tomorrow. Just missed a double-double. He had 11-9, and nine, and his double-double was 18-1 to one yesterday. So I think that given the opportunity, it's another rematch with the Jazz. So, I mean, they're going to have – it's going to be a fast-paced game. They don't have great interior defense. 
I think that that's another spot that I'm going to be looking to target, uh, especially his rebounds prop, I think, because that didn't seem to adjust in the right way. They were still hanging like a four and a half, five and a half uh, when he was recording like eight in 19 minutes before. So that's definitely a spot that I'm looking at. And then on the flip side, on the other side of that, you have uh, Laurie Markkinen has been incredible. Uh, he missed his, I think he missed his points and assists prop against the Rockets, but it's been around like 20 and a half and he's, he's been a bucket for them. And that offense is really churning. So both of those guys in, in this particular matchup, I know it's not a game that a lot of people are going to want to watch, but there's a lot of opportunity with those seemingly bad teams. Uh, Joe, last one for me for, really quickly for you. The Knicks two and one to start the season, solid against the spread though, three and zero. early thoughts on them and Jalen Brunson and his fit in that lineup. Oh, man, I'm a Knicks fan, and I love Brunson. I think this is a great fit for the Knicks, and his assist prop, they keep popping at five and a half. So as long as they're going to keep giving me that, I'm going to keep taking it because they really have needed a real engine for the offense. And, like, last year their leading assist guy was Julius Randle, and that's just not really a recipe for success. So it's nice to see that they have, like, a real point guard in New York and the bench depth is great, too, with Derrick Rose, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin. Uh, I think they're going to be definitely in contention this year. I don't know whether they can win a title, but they're at least going to be fun to watch. Joe, thanks so much, man. Thanks for coming on tonight. Enjoy the, uh, enjoy the rest of the games tonight. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a good one.